Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe, and to the left of me is my man. Yeah. We in here. Sunday night. It's Meeks. Cappuccino Meeks. Big homie. What's going on? Oh, man. Dude, wild weekend. Yeah. Here in the A, here in the South. Here in the world and life in general. It's I all mean, wild. Motherfuckers falling off. Uh, wild off, everything. Fa- falling off milk crates for. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just I, got. I, I just figured got out how to. I, but just watching one of those videos, <laughs> I figured out how to beat that challenge. <laughs> you take the motherfucker that took the time to stack the milk crates. <laughs> And you grab one arm and one ankle and you spin his ass <laughs> into the milk crate and game over. I'm waiting to walk up on the set. I'm gonna be like, who set this up? <laughs> I'll show you how to beat this motherfucker. Yeah, man. It's, oh uh, God, the internet ain't shit. It's uh it's crazy times out here, dude. It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you Just too, my brother. Of how crazy it is out here! It's five buck wild, boy. Yeah, it's man. COVID shit, dog. I tell you what, man. Yeah, man. Relentless. It's, it's buck nutty, man. I'm telling. you. <laughs> it's relentless. Somehow we will make it, though. So we, will. we will. We will. One way or another. One way or another. Uh, how was your weekend? Um, my weekend was quiet, man. I yeah. Still continue with the the early to rise shit. I don't know why. It's starting to play out. Yeah, a we bit, almost though. got together because I was I was uh, I was posted up at uh, across the street from Rick Ross's house. Uh, yeah, did you? <laughs> I sent him over there to holler at you. Did you? Did you talk to nah, Rose? He, he didn't. He did not. He didn't come through. He did not. No, nah. I had to get on him about nah, that. Nah, an, an eighth man. graders, uh, an eighth graders cross country ma- uh, meet was not on his list of things. Well, to I do mean, you know, it could have been sponsored by <laughs> Wingstop or some shit like that. You never know. <laughs> there was a Wingstop up the street, though. See, that's what I'm saying, man. For sure. You gotta, you gotta cross pollinate <laughs> these things. Yeah, I ended up being at the uh, barbershop that morning, eight o'clock. Just trying. Yeah, to, that's what you were. You think I got in there early, man? Yeah, just trying to get my day started. You know what I'm saying? Get some shit out the way so I can. Yeah, I can chill. And I'm with you. You know what I mean? Got out in the yard this week. Yeah, I knocked it this down. Weekend? Yeah, right. I'm glad because we had a little a little downpour yeah, earlier yeah. today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, All good right. old Atlanta, man. Yeah, August man. in August in the metro Atlanta area, Whew. man. Boy, it's steamy right now too. It's still been mild though. And it's been mild, but I'm it's still steamy as hell, boy. I was yeah. sweating my balls off today out there in that shit. Wow. I heard that. Crazy. All right. Well, um, yeah. Oh, you you know, real quick though, I had to say, man, Rick's Rick's layout from afar, uh, still look it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's got it's the double R on the gates. Yeah, it's uh I, it's, I saw a building in the back that had like the, the Maybach music logo like yeah, it's sprawled way, across it's way different from when it was Evander Holyfield's house. It's it's much more uh it's much more rapper oriented. <laughs> now what do you mean is that by that exact just I mean just what you said. Why do why do we need to But see what's that? the building? What's the big tall building that has the do you, That's you the house? No, 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 no! It's not on the house. I think it's like a, I think it's like a airport hangar or something, or like a, like homie. A, that's part of the house. I'm telling you. <laughs> Wait, are this you is Rick. Me? This is Rick fucking Ross. We talking. about. I thought that was like another building, like that was like 
that's another a another part that's of the a house. Test to the house. Nah, like another, like another, like another section, like a, a, a totally different bill. You're saying that's part of the house. That's the house, dude. It should look like an airport hangar. Yeah, he probably got jets and helicopters <laughs> and shit and sea dudes and shit in this motherfucker, man. Who knows? He probably got a wing stop <laughs> at his house. Oh, I'm sure he does. Lord, that's too much, man. <laughs> That shit was a trick. You know what? The, you know what the funniest shit was. Though? <coughs> What's up? And the funniest shit was, is is we roll in, and you know I have a thirteen year old daughter. The, the, the whole premise for me being here is my thirteen year old daughter had a had a cross country meet this Saturday at Our Lady of Mercy. Yeah, this uh, high school across the street from Rick Ross's house. So uh, we <laughs> we we pull in, Meeks. We pull in, and I'm like. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you, I'm like, yeah, sweetie, you know, you, you know, that's Rick Ross's house. She's like, who? And I was like, Rick Ross. She's like, who's that? And I was like, you don't know who Rick Ross is? She's the like, boss? well, what's he do? I'm like, He's a rapper. She's like, oh, I've never heard of him. I'm like, oh my God, Rick Ross is old school. That's fucking awesome. My 13 year old daughter has no idea who Rick Ross is. Like no idea. Yeah, that's crazy. I think the last shit he put out was on the Django soundtrack. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, bro, what what are we doing? Let's uh let's get this thing popping, man. We got folk waiting and shit. I didn't know what I was going to talk about at the beginning of this shit. And that I, was pretty good. I mean, that that was just I, it's too much. It was pretty bad at the same time. But it was uh, pretty fucking good. Real quick, before I forget, and I want to make sure we do this on the mix show, rest in peace to that blessed girl. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that was the worst shit of the weekend. Worst shit that I heard all weekend. Yeah. Um, for those of you that know, she was an up-and-coming producer out of the Grand Rapids area, right, Mix? Yeah, making a, making a, making a yeah. name for herself. Yeah. Uh, more and more every day, man, and um, uh, dealing with liver disease, uh, but she didn't let her let that stop diabetes her. Diabetes as well, I believe, right? With diabetes, yeah. too. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, yeah, super young too, and um, all all through that super positive. Uh, the homie pulled up a uh, what was that a DM message from? Oh her. God, yeah. I mean, I I t- and we've she been was talking-, talking about how she was working working her way trying to get on our show, and right? Just trying like, to get on the playlist, yeah, yeah. Trying to get on the playlist, yeah. And- yeah, she was sending me beats and yeah. like. Uh, sending me like pictures. We were talking about like digging and shit like that. You know, yeah. there, there'd be some records or something like in the background when I make posts. And she, uh, we, we were going back and forth about a Gwen McRae record and like how PF Cut and sampled it and like all this shit. Like I, I went, I, I was just, it was kind of fucking me up going back to those DMs. So yeah, it was, uh, anyway, uh, not what you want to see. You know, you, a lot of the times when we talk about this, like we get some fuck shit in the DMs, but mm-hmm. like, this is not the case with this young lady, man. And she was just, um, nah. she was a real light and, um, yeah. Uh, motivated us really. I mean, those are the kind of things that kind of keep us going with this shit. So, yeah, for sure. So, uh, anyway, that said, rest in peace to uh, Janika mm. Bowens, I believe is her yes. name, right? Yeah. Condolences to her family. Absolutely. From Southern Vanguard. Radio. I'll, I'll, absolutely. All right, let's get on with it. Yeah. This is Southern Vanguard radio. We drop twice a week on Tuesdays is a mix show. All the latest and greatest hip hop cut up by yours truly. Me and Meeks talking a bunch of shit, drinking some bourbon and beer, and trying to have a good time. We usually we usually succeed at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Thursdays we have an interview session uh, with an MC or a DJ or A and R, uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes person. Could be a uh, uh, an uh, what they they could be a they could make clothes. They could basically just you know someone within the sphere of uh, you know this hip hop culture that we love absolutely um, and hold so near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. So. Um, make sure you check us on all your podcast platforms. 
uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify Podcasts, Google Pop Podcasts, uh, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. MixCloud. Uh, we're on, you can check us on YouTube. You can get, catch some video, uh, some visuals actually on YouTube. And the mix, we have some affiliates that help us spread the word as well. Yes, we have ATLHipHop.com, IamClassicRawRadio.net. Return of the Boom Bap, WRBB, XY Radio, X Squad Affiliates, all those in Atlanta. And we venture out to the West Coast, which is people we'll be talking to tonight out exactly. on the West Coast. No doubt. Uh, we venture out to the West Coast with Soul Public Radio. All right. Cali. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. All right, beautiful. All right, so Meeks, uh, you, you're, a, you're, a big, you're a big fan of, of movies and television. I, I, I get I, it I, in. I, I think yeah, you, you do, you do your thing there. Yeah. Um, I love music documentaries. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you could call it, call this, that, but uh big up to Jerry Graham, actually, who made this interview happen tonight. We are on the West coast. What's up, Jerry? And, uh, what's up, Jerry? And, uh, there is a, a new movie dropping this week that, you know, this is right up your and I's alley. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we're, we're old, you yeah. know, we're 40 plus easy. And uh, yeah, you I know, can't wait for this shit to pop up oh, on me, Hulu. I know, I know, no, like me in the too. Next couple of weeks, no, and who? Uh, next couple of days, hopefully. Okay, well, All right, next we're, we're about to shit. find out anyway. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, so there's a, there's a flick coming out this uh, this week called "Where We're From: The Rise of Under of L.A. Underground Hip Hop," and we had the two gentlemen responsible for it here with us on Southern Vanguard Radio tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, DJ Braze and DJ Bonds, fellas. What up? What up? What up? What's, what's up, y'all? Peace, what's y'all? Peace what's going to on? the ATL out there. Yeah, man. What's, Peace. what's going on out west, y'all? Uh, it's it's beautiful out here. You know, it's just always beautiful weather. Yeah. So we're we're very blessed out here. You know, nice. Yeah. Staying safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nowhere near the um, fires out there, you guys. No, we 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 don't. We haven't really. It's that's more north. Okay, right good. now, unfortunately, but um, good, good. you know we've had our share. Um, yeah, last year course, was yeah. last year. I, I, I the sun was red all year, you know, but this year it wasn't as bad. Okay, so far so good. Yeah. Good man. Mm. So, so where you guys are both in L.A. or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, L.A. County. You know, L.A. Okay. is so geographically spread Just out. Dispersed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but um, I'm in the San Gabriel Valley. You know, okay. He's right. in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, yeah. Well, where that earthquake was, that was earthquake back in the day. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, oh yeah. Okay. While in earthquake country. Well, I guess I'm just California for these earthquakes. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like 15 minutes from downtown LA. So. Dope. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. Well, uh, fellas, we got both of you here tonight. Um, I'm just going to let you do the intro about this movie. We're super excited to, you know, we, we've seen the trailer. We have not seen it. We were talking earlier, like, if we have seen it, there's probably an issue. But by the time folks hear this interview, actually, um, actually, that uh, it would have been out for a couple of days. So I'm going to let you guys uh, talk mm. about the flick, and then we'll take it from there. Uh, it's a... It's a period piece covering LA underground hip hop from about 98 to about 2000. Uh, it mainly centers around club elements, which is a weekly that, uh, that bonds and I founded and, uh, it ran for about pretty much three and a half, four years. Uh, but we also transcended from the weekly to, uh, bigger concerts actually. And then, 
it covers just not only what we did, but we were also lucky enough to be at the center of um, and watching this emerging LA underground scene at the time where all you had all this talent, up and coming talent, you know, groups like Dilated, groups like J5, groups like Self Scientific, uh, Freestyle Fellowship. Um, and then, you know, it also covers us building a great relationship with Rockus on the East Coast who had some new acts at the time like Talib Kweli mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Farrell Monch, who was, you know, this is internal affairs, uh, Farrell Monch. So mm-hmm. we were lucky to be at the right place at the right time as promoters. That's what's up. Gotcha. I think my um, my favorite soundbite from the trailer that I watched was um, basically uh, one of you said, you know, in a nutshell, we just wanted to, at the end of the day, we just wanted to rep where we were from. And, um, yeah. and that's, you know, um, it that hit home with me because even though I've been here in the Atlanta area since 1989, um, and here it is 2021, I still got Tennessee tags license. Mm, uh, yeah, because the whole time yeah. I was like, "Yeah, it's cool. I live in Atlanta. Shit is flash. A lot of beautiful women out here. Blah blah yeah. blah." But at the end of the day, I want you to know I'm from Memphis. I'm born. I'm not one of these goof ass Atlanta motherfuckers. I'm. All right. Real, with all due right. respect. With all well, not all do. <laughs> but a little bit do. I think I but you know I mean, you know where I'm going. It's yeah, like what no, is it what is uh, it like for, for one of you to say that, you know, you just really wanted to rep where you're from. I mean I think I think Bonds could touch on that better because we're we're kind of known for one thing, but you know, he can break that down a little better. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, growing up, you know, you um out here, specifically in LA in the nineties, you Literally, depending on what you were dressed like or whatever, you used to hit up by the gangs and the essays, and they would say, where you from, right? And when, when they ask you that, depending on how you answer, it could mean a beatdown or a pass or whatever, right? So there, you got that going on. But at the same time, you had this gang kind of like um, like rules with the police where if you walk down the street with like three or four people, you were considered a gang. Mm-hmm. And so like I do a lot of times when, you know, I'm just trying to go to the mall with the homies, go pick up on some girls and shit. And we walk into the bus stop and, you know, please come through. They're like hemming us up, checking our pockets, you know, all that type shit. And then literally we have to like break dance in order to prove that we're not gang members, you know, in order to not go to juvie at the time. Oh, so man. like going wow. to L.A., you either get fucked with by the cops, you get fucked with it by the essays, but we just want to re- represent the culture. Like we're dancers, we're DJs, we're, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of like what New York is kind of known for, you know right. what I'm saying? As far as the scene and how New York, you know, we had that right here too. Like right. we, we had that shit too, but we're only known for, you know, Cube and Dre and it's all love, it's respect because we love that shit too. Yeah. I do a sure. fucking mix of Dre right now, fuck your head up. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're known for the, the, the culture as well. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, I'm trying to shine that on this film, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And yeah. and and one more question, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Knowing your backgrounds and 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 you know the 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 art form, the particular art form that y'all represent uh, within the hip hop culture, what was it like putting on the producer and director hats for this project? <laughs> uh, funny story is. Uh, Bonds, uh, I, I didn't want to direct. I didn't want to do it. I, I've always been a person who respects people that, that are masters of their craft. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I'm, you know, Stretch and Bobito did a great film where they didn't direct, but it was about their story. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, we'll tell a story, we'll have somebody. And then he was very insistent on us directing. He was the one, you know, Bonds was the one who was like, no, we're going to direct. And I was like, you know, what are you talking about? We've never directed. <laughs> and, and, you know, I can barely balance my checkbook. You know what I mean? So, so straight up. And I'm like, how are we going? And we, I remember it was like, it was one of the few like big arguments we had about it. And, and then, you know, but uh, I've always trusted him. He's always, you know, he's always led us in, 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 in uh, green pasture. And, uh, and so I was like, you know what, if he's fighting me this much on it, I'll trust him. And I'll, and I, and we also had some experience uh, documentary directors that were friends per se. Okay. And they were always a phone call away. Okay. And you know, as in like, what do you, and, and it was great because working with them because they didn't tell us what to do either. They, they were just kind of like a real master, how they teach where, you know, maybe make some suggestions or this is how it normally done, but then they left it up to us. And after a while we had so much fun Mm-hmm. learning learning how to direct yeah. learning the process of film that you know we got good at it and you know we had we, we developed a, a passion for yeah. it yeah it worked out oh, so I, I gotta thank him for that you know because yeah. i was ready to just be like no we'll, we'll get you know yeah we'll get like, spike lee to that. do it you yeah, know, I, was yeah. Gonna, I, I was gonna ask <laughs> we'll get, if you if you, you had know, won that battle <laughs> <laughs> who would uh, <laughs> who would you have in mind to possibly direct? Like if if that was if that was the route it was gonna go. I I uh, well Ava was an option at one point, but then she you know put out the Project Blow documentary. Uh, but she was still an option, and and you know she's a big supporter. Okay, Dude, she's she's a, she's a LA. Yeah. She's a LA head. Life, she was the, really the only one that came to mind for me. Okay. And then there are some independent, you know, cats I know. But like I said, I'm I'm glad that he convinced me. He was like, no, we're doing it. Okay. <laughs> well, next time he's that adamant about something, tell him to do that. That's shit. that's what I said. I've been put in that position a lot of times, no, man. No, and but, but check this out. <laughs> usually he doesn't fight me that hard on shit. Yeah. And and it might like I'm I'm at home like. You know, after I calm down, I'm like, all right, he never fights me on something this much. Yeah. So that must mean he knows something I don't. What did, what did you, yeah, I was gonna gonna, ask I'm going to ask you, what did you know? Trust him. What yeah, did you why know, are you so boss? passionate about yeah. this, dude? Who, yeah, man. Who the fuck going to tell our story better than us? That's, like, who? Who can tell what the fuck happened better than us? That's the end of the discussion right there. Oh, yeah. That's, that's where yeah. I just mic drop and, you know. And we were, we were very disciplined as well as like, okay, this is not like, like he, uh, he, we had a bunch of little great stories, you know, but eventually like we had to tell the story of us and put that all together. So we had to be like, okay, there is a formula to filmmaking and we have to really stick to that and make a good film. It's not really about hip hop and us being on the screen or anything. It's what are we trying to say? What are we trying to convey with this mm-hmm. film? And we never strayed from that in the whole five years that we made the film. We never, it's about making a good film that anybody can enjoy, not just your hip hop fans. So right. we, you know, I got to give us, you know, props on that. Cause we, right. that was always the goal. Make a good, make a good fucking film. That's it. So, so what'd you, you know? guys do? Did you guys start like just diving into, you know, directing and like independent documentaries? Like how did you guys learn? Like, were you reading books? We learned on the job, on the spot. Really? Yeah. 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 We started, we have a, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, you know, I was going to say we started in 2015, but actually it was funny. I don't, I don't think I've said this before. In 2014, our very first interview was Feral Munch. And we didn't know what the fuck we were doing at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, yo, he, like, he's, you know, his B-roll's in the film, but that interview was so bad that we couldn't <laughs> put it in the film. You know what I'm saying? And I was our first on the fucking, yeah. you know, yeah. that was our first fucking interview was Feral Munch. Yeah. And so just yeah. from that alone was like, all right, yeah. next time, we're not going to do it outside where there's cars and buses uh, and yeah. boys <laughs> next time. You know what I mean? Like, we were right off the gate. And then we probably oh, did our next God. interview maybe like six months after that. And that's where, like, I think we kind of hit our stride. Okay. And so we interviewed okay. folks like two years straight, right? From like mm-hmm. 2015, 2017. Yep. And we did like close to like six or seven interviews. And then we just wow. took a moment. We stopped and we're like, all right. What do we have? We have a lot yeah. of little puzzles, right. but they want to hear us. We had to reevaluate. And then we did like another 30. So we did like 100 interviews. We got... Wow. And, you know, an incredible amount of content. Damn, that's dope. And then it was like, all right, what are we really trying to say? And then um, other stories just popped up just from the like things that we didn't expect at all whatsoever made into yeah. film. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was a little bit of that, but we did two years strong of interviewing, maybe like a year or two of like editing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just legal took about a year. Um, and then the pandemic hit, right? So, you know, when folks are like, why does it take so long? I'm like, shit you know it's a lot it's a lot we would have been doing this we would have been doing this about a year ago yeah we were sure we were just we're just getting done and and then this hit yeah and we were like okay everything's on hold so yeah Yeah. so but you know better late than never so yeah probably gave you a kind of a forced pause to like just take inventory and like uh, everything you know, happens for a reason no regret. yeah 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 you know some yeah, fine tuning yeah. maybe um yeah. to to mm-hmm. get it to where it is yeah. now and ready to be released well i tell you what's mm-hmm. interesting too i mean if you think about it I, you guys have probably thought about this but like i mean now folks are so used to experiencing you know a film at home now even on initial yes. release right like people were not used to that 18 months ago at all exactly. you know so um, you know, that's, um, you know, that's probably a positive that came out of it. I would imagine, um, yeah. you know, but, um, that's dope, man. I, I really appreciate you guys taking that into your own hands. Cause it's, it's not a light undertaking. I don't think nah, folks we understand the shit like, out of that. That's, that, it couldn't no. have been easy. No, it, it, uh, you know, uh, my man over there is, is really the one who deserves the credit for that. Yeah. You know, he came up with the, we started seeing footage of our shows in other documentaries. Okay. Uh, uh, and, uh, and there's, there's no, there's no mention of the event. There's no mention of the city. There's no mention of anything. And it, that's how it kind of, and then. That'll motivate the shit at you too. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember he came up on some archival footage and, um, and then the seed was kind of planted with him. I'm going to let him, you know, finish the rest of the story because it's a great story. But, and then, you know, he was the one who hit me up. was like, what if, we, what if we do some test shots? And I was just like, yeah, test shots, my ass. Like, that means we're doing it. I know you. <laughs> I know you. Test shots, know you. Much. We like, <laughs> like, I know you, what that means. We're, we're making a film, we're even though we've never film. done this. So I'm like, okay. But I'll let him finish that story of how oh, the rest. Could, and then and then we did it. So and you know it was fun. Like I said, it was so fun. Dope. 
Yeah. So, um, I mean, one day I was looking in the closet and I found all these VHS tapes <laughs> and I'm looking at shit that says dilated people live at elements or, you know, it was like Talib Kali's first performance ever in LA, like solo without, you know, most and all that. And I was like, some nerd is going to want this shit. I'm going to make money off this shit. Some motherfucking Germany, Man. Japan, some rap pack, backpack nerd is going to love this shit. And so I was like, how can I make some money off this shit? That's that's me. That's how I kind of yeah, yeah. think. So, you know, I, I called this dude named DJ Mark Love. It's like a mentor uh, of mine, you know, in the LA Underground. He's, his name rings, you know, he's just, he's the shit out here in LA. So I called Mark Love. He's like, man, I don't know how to really make money off it, but I know Adrian Young will. So let's go to Adrian Young's record store hmm. and let's go basically see what he got. So I go with Mark Love, pick him up, go to the record mm-hmm. store. Adrian's like asking me question after question, like, well, what's on this or what's that about? And all these stories are pouring out of me about what we went through, all the bullshit it took to actually do a show, money yeah. loss, trials and tribulations. And he's like, man, you don't sell this shit. You need a camera on you. You got to tell us the story. It's Adrian Young's fault. You notice how you know how you notice how the finger changes direction like every ten minutes. <laughs> it's his fault. No, it's his fault. No, it's he did fault. it. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Yo, man, it's yeah. um, I, I I I had a similar experience um, mm-hmm. um, with a label that specializes in unreleased like '90s demos. Um, All right, and it just so yeah. happened that. I was the gatekeeper of ADAT tapes and, and DAT tapes and reference nice. CDs and shit like that. So that's a special, that's a special place, man. And it's, you know, it's, it's cats like us that got that type of shit in our closet that it's just, it's just sitting in there. And, um, right. I just, I just wish yeah. more cats would reach back and, and tell their stories, yeah. you know, like y'all are doing right now. It's, that's a, yeah. that's a special spot to be in, man. Seriously. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, if you went in that closet even, with shit like fall on your head, like, and then all that, all that. <laughs> yeah. you know what? I'm on, I'm on, I'm on marriage number two. Got the first divorce papers right next. I like what's going on? Why, why is it all falling down? Like, oh shit, she can't see this. Like, yo, the, the closet's a mess. I know, right? <laughs> fucking gold. Yeah, answer was fucking gold. Dope. Yeah, yeah. So, what's your story? How do you guys know one another? Uh, we met like late high school, early, you know, junior college era. Uh, we have mutual friends and we also worked at the same job. You know, like when you're in high school, you take like any job. So yeah. we both had this tel- telemarketing job and he was already slanging mixtapes. He was already doing his thing. And I was, I was making beats at the time. And that's all I was doing at, at, at that time. And uh, we met up and, we knew each other just from mutual friends. And when we saw each other's job, it was like, Oh, what up? And then we started going to all the spots together, like unity and funk jungle and water, the bush and brown rice and barbecue. These were all uh, classic LA spots before our elements, you know, club elements took off. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, uh, you know, once again, him with the idea, you know, he's already like, uh, you know, wanting to DJ, residencies and instead of trying to get your foot in the door you know he's like 
you know, fuck it, let's start our own spot. Okay. I was uh, I was and gonna I was, ask about that too. How did that come about? So yeah. Well, that's that's how and and it was like I'll DJ and you come you come through and showcase your beats and showcase the artists you're working with. So that was honestly the original idea for Elements. Dope. But like I said, and we we were in the right place at the right time because we had no idea that you had all this emerging scene coming. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. before that, it was still about New York. And it was still about major labels. Right. Not only was it about acts like Dilated and J5, it was also about independent labels like ABB, mm-hmm. Stone's Throw, uh, Good Vibe Records, and, and Rockers. Because they weren't really around before. And all of a sudden, you had this independent label scene. And a lot of that was out here in the West. No doubt. Yeah. So, And we somehow just became the stage for these people. And we were lucky on that. So eventually, it didn't become about us anymore. It became more about being uh you know a carrier of, of the torch you know mm-hmm. in la like we need to keep this this thing going you know for the culture you know i mentioned or i saw in the um in the i guess kind of like the, just the blurb about you know about the movie about how you guys are talking about how it, it's great that there's all these movies about you know dre and wu-tang and and when all these mm-hmm. movies started coming out, I was thinking, I was just like, man, there was, there are so many more stories to be told, um, that, and I'm, it, it's so yeah. refreshing to like to see folks like you guys yeah. actually like yeah. they're starting to pop up now. Right. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many stories. It's ridiculous. I mean, like, mm-hmm. and even when they, uh, what was it? A uh, hip hop evolution. Like, you know, they, yeah. they went in there just like a little bit, like on Tiny. the, on, just a, t- a tiny bit, and that's when I realized uh, I was like, "All right, like it, this this thing's gonna get broken open at some point. I don't know when, but um, man, that that story of the West Coast Underground is so incredible, man, and just the music and yeah. what yeah. led up to it, and you know, I did college and radio. Just, I'm sorry, go go ahead. My bad. No, I'm saying you see that influence throughout the world. For you sure, know, you, yeah, you exactly, so, yeah, and that's why I'm Which like is. the story has to be told. There were some very key players out here, like not just us, uh, people like Bigger B, yeah, who you know yeah. who founded Unity and ran Unity, and Ray Rayquan is on record saying there would be no Wu Tang without Bigger B, and oh, I'm like, wow. how come you know how come nobody else talks about Bigger B? And Bigger B was a huge influence on us. He was doing it before us. Nice. Yeah, he worked you know, at Loud Records. And and he yeah, he worked at Loud Records. Yeah. He was at Loud Records. So you With think Steve Rifkin, Steve, yeah. Exhibit, Wu Tang, you know, yeah. Loud Records, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's, he's responsible for all those cats. Yeah. yeah Self scientific, so he's Chase's cousin. Nice. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, and I'm like, that, that brother's name needs to be known. Not just him, but DJ Rob One, uh, DJ Dusk. Uh, these are people who are no longer with us and were right. very uh, influential out here. Um, DJ Dusk is the one who put on Sound Clash at the Root Down, which is right. at the Gabo, which is where Elements was. And that mm-hmm. DVD is a collector's item now. But I'm like, nobody knows who Dusk was. Mm. You know, so I'm like, right. we need, you know, that needs to be. And there's all these stories, man, like you said. And, uh, we're, you know, we love gangster rap. You know, we grew up on it. Everybody, everyone in LA is gang affiliated and somewhere or another, but mm. that's not all we're about. Of course. You know, not. we have some incredible lyricists. We have some of the best DJs in the world, period. No doubt. And, and some incredible graph writers, you know, so, uh, I'm like, man, we need to talk about that too, you know? 
So um so Elements was around roughly um ninety-eight to two thousand two, is that correct? Yeah. Um, yeah about, about, about that, about that four year span. Yeah. You know, in ninety-eight, a lot of weekly, you know, every Sunday, every Sunday we was doing Was there some um I I, I think I wanna know over that four year span, kinda like the good, the bad and the ugly. Of that 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 <laughs> little uh, that little four year span oh, in your life, like uh, you you had to enjoy it to be in it for four years, but I know it wasn't just just Kate, you know, holding that down. Talk to talk talk about that a little bit. Well, I think the getting it started, um, you know, that whole thing, um, and the trials and tribulations of like, man, if this shit don't work, like. You know, I brought in like several different people just in my own personal life. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like I was DJing at a spot, like a house party, even before Elements, before Elements started, I was DJing at a house party. I'm playing Pac and Jay-Z and Puffy. I'm playing the Jiggy. I'm playing, you know, girls dancing. Like I'm on, you know, I'm getting down. People are dancing, having fun. And my cousin saw me DJ. He's like, man, you need to be in a club. Like this house party shit is cool and all that, but you need to be in a fucking club. So he threw money at me, he threw money at this club and we had like two or three nights. And then the club was like, yo, we found some other promoters, kick rocks, go down the street, find mm-hmm. something else. So they're the reasons why we found this spot called the Gaba. And we walk in, it smells like piss. It's dark. Nice. It is not sexy. There's no way I can play like the puffy Jay-Z type shit. There ain't no fucking way I can do that shit. So I called Breeze. And I was like, yo, the shit we doing where you, I come over, I do scratches on all the artists and shit. We got to do that at this spot. It has to be an underground hip hop spot. So we called it strictly underground hip hop for about three weeks <laughs> until Breeze came up with the name. We didn't even know what the fuck to call this shit, but wow. we knew it was strictly underground uh. hip hop. And then Breeze, that's he always funny. named shit. So the name of this film, where we're from, that's him. That ain't me. That's, you know, he he has his ear to the street. You know what I'm saying? My cousin Damon's, you know, the, the kind of like the money dude. You know what I'm saying? Behind the scenes. You know, obviously I'm DJing a connector or whatever. And then um, my man Silos, the Mechadon Silos, he worked at <laughs> yeah. the manager at Fappy. So uh, quiet dude, but, you know, on, on the real, you know, any artist, you know, from that era knows what time it is with Basilos, you know what I mean? No doubt. So it was just this collective of just, you know, folks who, you know, got together and it was rough. We were yeah. losing our ass during the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then Reese came through with, with the with the homie. Um, I'll let him tell that story on how we, you know, came from losing our ass to starting to kind of not making money. At least surviving, yeah. Because underground hip hop, you don't fucking make money. No, 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 no. You just you you do enough to last for four years uh, or or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We with you. We with you. We with you. So breeze, who you bring through, man? Poster on that shit. So I'm. I don't want to give too much away of the film, but because it's in the film, but uh, I was I was lucky enough to attend school with Rocco, who was part of Dilated, and uh, gotcha. So I hit up the homie and said, you know, you got, can you come through and, and perform? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, he, and and they came through. They were just coming. They had just put out third degree. Nah. They had just put out third degree. That's how early this was. Oh, wow. But I, I still felt that, you know, you could feel the the tsunami coming of, oh, sure. of what they were yeah. going to be. Oh, sure. So we we knew that already. So I knew that if just even them being there would help us out. 
And sure enough, he came through with with Ev and Babs, and Woo. we have it, we have it on video. Oh, they man. killed it, man, and man, man. Um, and so that that and the next thing I know, after that, we we never saw an empty night again. Nice. We yeah. never saw an empty night again. Nice. Um, some of the some of the there was always. There's always drama, though. You know, there's yeah. always something. So, so there's pick, always something. I want I want y'all to go through and 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 focus on three <clears throat> nights for me: the best night of Elements, the Ooh. worst night of Elements, oh, okay. and the ugliest, <sighs> grimiest night of Elements that y'all can recall. Wow, the best night. That's a Man, that's a tough one. Shit. <laughs> so there's, there's two different things though, because you have like the club, which was every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, we started let's, to do let's like that clear. a concert, yeah. like maybe like once a month, where we would just li- I don't say get lucky, but different acts were were basically coming out with their official like albums. So yeah. we would get asked by dialing or tour dates or tour dates or whatever. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And so like whether it's in the year 2000. Dilated Peoples came out. We did the Fisher Island Lease Party. Jurassic Five yeah. came out. We did a Fisher Island Lease Party. Reflection Eternal, Talib and High Tech. Again, we did a, you know, the Fisher Island Lease Party. Quasimodo, which he Ooh. only performed once and never again. That was with us. And that's what we got on wow. footage. Oh, cool. I did not realize wow. that. That's so. Yeah. So I'm sorry if we weren't clear enough, but yeah, we were running a weekly every Sunday. And mm-hmm. then we started doing bigger shows. And at the El Rey Theater, which could house like a thousand people, fifteen hundred right. yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Okay. and but we still kept the weekly while we were doing the big shows. Gotcha. So, okay. we, in those three and a half years, we didn't sleep. Yeah, you know what I mean. We yeah. we just we were on this. We were a machine. And if but, if but, you're but best night, you know, like like best night, like that's what I'm saying. That's that's and that's what I'm like. like it's like what's your best favorite night of the weekly or best you know of the show? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal one from you, brother. So uh, one of the best nights at the it happened at the weekly, which only could fit like maybe two, three hundred people. Okay. Okay. So we're every Sunday. We're having a great night. It's a regular night. It's Bonds is killing it on the tables with Celos and 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 Gabe uh, DJ Gabriel, and he gets a phone call from uh, uh, Corey Smith, who's now working with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he at the time he was uh, right? he was working yeah blacksmith yeah. yeah yeah and at at the time he was uh working with Dela and and Kuali and that whole entire family and they had just done a show at House of Blues that mm-hmm. night which was great but at that time House of Blues because it's hip hop and the reputation that it has it would end its hip hop shows at 10, 10 o'clock yep ten thirty it would start at like seven o'clock and end at like ten that's real so he gets a phone call from. Corey Smith and like, yo, you know, we're in town. Can can we come through? I'm like, yeah, yeah, come through. We'll hang out, whatever you want to do. And the next thing you know, De La Soul is on stage, freestyling with Quali. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I'm just like, yeah. it, it's, it's not just because of the spur of the moment. It also really tells you the type of relationships that we built. These guys just got done doing a show, right? They just got off stage. But it's super early yeah. and they they like... But know. at the same time, you don't have to get on. Like, we were just like, just come on in and hang yeah. out, you know, have some drinks or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the type of place it was. That's dope. That's the type of place it was. And that's just one night, you know? Yeah. And that I can say that night because that's not in the film. Okay. So yeah. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil anything yeah. that's not in the film, but that's okay. just one, one particular night. Uh, worst night, 
I think the worst was uh, probably uh, my last show with the, with the fellows with the camp because I exited out. I decided to walk away, oh. and 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 I say that because it was bittersweet because it was Talib Kweli's album release party for Reflection Eternal, mm. and uh, it, it was one of the best nights we had. And it was one of the most efficient nights we had, you know, because yeah. something always happens. Yeah, yeah, but for, uh, sure. for some, everybody was on time. For some reason, everybody showed up early, and <laughs> everything was no, no, no fights. No, no, but everybody on the guest list got in. So it was just like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, man, the, the night that everything just ran perfect was my last night with with the with the camp. So uh, I remember that was I, I didn't like that feeling, you know. Yeah, you know. So. Bonds. <laughs> I, I was thinking of um, there was a we used to do so we used to, we did MC battles all the time we did dance battles um, you know the weekly battle like for MCs was like a hundred dollars and then every once in a while we do like a, a DJ battle you mm-hmm. know so it's like a thousand bucks it was a tournament and every week like two people battle you know what I'm saying and then you know you move on it was like a tournament you know what I'm saying but the finals of our DJ battle. I don't know what it was about that night, but um, we had like Cuban links perform out of nowhere. Fucking uh, uh, slug and idea, you know, atmosphere did you know perform? Uh, fucking crazes there. Uh, most stuff shows up, mm-hmm. and, you know, out of nowhere. You know, what I'm saying just just so random, and it just felt just felt good. Like mm-hmm. you're doing the right thing. Like you know, you're doing the right thing with just all these different folks in hip hop just come to you not paid. I wasn't paying nobody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just come through and, and they want to kick it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, um, that, that to me is, it really stands out at least as far as the weekly, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, that's a big chill the, too, because there's no internet back then. Right. Or if there mm-hmm. was, it was, maybe it was email, maybe, but I mean, like, that was purely no, word of mouth yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you just hot mail, mail, hot mail yeah. days. These <laughs> yeah. are the hot mail days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, Bonds. What I, were you saying? No, I was just gonna say. You know, for the, that was the height, I guess you could say. And then, honestly, but then like maybe this within almost the same year we came to low because it was like yeah. every week they like cats used to pay seven to ten dollars to get in, right? Mm-hmm. And they would go there for the MC battles and the circle, and you know how dope hip-hop was right you know cyphers in the back smoking weed women we actually got women you know there you know we're underground hip-hop shows you might not really see that so yeah. we were you know, <laughs> we were doing our thing at the same time though like when i started to get you know these bigger acts come through folks like expected that kind of shit like if i didn't have that on a flyer you know what i'm saying it was like you know folks wouldn't come through no more they wouldn't come through just the normal uh, hip-hop. Gotcha. you know what i'm saying so that got me really salty, right? So I was at the time, you know, I started to DJ for Mystic. So shout out to Mystic, my sister. She, you know, she had the, the Clutch for Look, Scotch for Freedom, and the Life single really took off. So no doubt. when the Life started going, um, you know, I'm I, I started to go on the road like all the fucking time, right? And so that was beautiful, you know, because DJing TV 106 of Park, all the shit that comes, that's how I got to know some folks in, in Atlanta. So DJ Ross salute. salute. Motown yeah, no leaves the loop. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, like, during that time, I'm on the tour bus, and I keep getting reports about how the club's doing. And, look, like, you know, the crowd started to 
just folks wasn't showing up like they used to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, to the yeah. point where it just put a really sour taste in my mouth, like doing all this shit. <laughs> and it you know, and it was because the bar was set so high that they yeah, yeah they got used to that and if 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 they saw a flyer or something like that and it wasn't it didn't look like it was gonna be stellar, they just wouldn't come out. Right. Uh, if, if it didn't say Talo Quali, one eye and only, and it was just like you know, so-and-so, you know, like the grimy cat who yeah. would give me a demo tape and we would get him on because he's dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to get him. It, it's like, yeah, it's almost like folks got spoiled to me. Gotcha. You know, I know there's several mm-hmm. factors. There's a lot of different factors. And gotcha. Breeze probably gets to that as well. Sure. Like, but um, yeah, so li- the ending elements, the weekly, I wasn't even there. Oh, so that's shit. probably like uh-huh. like you know some really fucked up shit. Like I was was on tour either in the or Black Eyed. I don't know. I was on tour with somebody, um, and I wasn't even there on the last night elements. You did know you know? So did like, you know it was the last night, or it just? Yeah, no, I knew. you know. Okay. At that point, no fucks, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> of you know <laughs> when you put this amount of effort and shit into it, and motherfuckers just stop, you know, coming through and represent like they should. Yeah. Or you know, I know Breeze don't like me talking about this, but jumping the fence, getting for free and shit like that. And you're trying to make money for your son. You're trying to provide for your family. Motherfuckers right. gonna get in for free, and yeah, you just you start feeling you could you can hear the passion in my voice. I still feel it kind of. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's warranted. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, you know, 20 years later, beautiful moments. You know, it shaped me as a man. You know, some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Those lessons, For you know, sure. shaped me as as a man and, you know, my business shit. So, yeah. you know, I, I love everything that, that transpired. You know what I'm okay. saying? Because I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't have those experiences. You know what I mean? No doubt. For sure. So uh where can folks catch this uh this thing, man? It's uh let's see, August twenty fourth is when it drops, so that's on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, on Tuesday, August twenty fourth, the pre order Apple TV link is already up. You guys can, you know, uh go to the website, which is elements doc, uh elements dot com. Uh the pre order link is there, or you can go to our Instagrams or the pre order link is in our, our profile there. Okay. Um, it'll be on Apple TV, Google Play, Amazon, ev- wherever you Voodoo. stream or rent your movies. It'll, it'll be there. Yeah, nice. Where we're from, Rise of LA Underground. Um, so, yeah, Tuesday. Uh, and I uh, want to give a a shout out to the team. Our team is amazing, amazing. Raji, Robin, Kat, David Massey, uh, Rachel Ramis. Uh, who are Mike Richter? Who else am I uh, forgetting? Bob? DJ Revolution, who made 60 Revolution. Yes, DJ Revolution. Yo, let's talk about that real quick because there's an accompanying <laughs> yeah, soundtrack, please. right? So we're, we're going to get into the we're going to get into one of the joints from the soundtrack. But let's talk about that real yeah. quick too before we wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, man. yeah, go ahead, brother. I mean, Rev. Um, you know, it, one of the trials and tribulations on the legal side of things is like, man, I can't the like, <laughs> example. Yep. You know, like we Copyright. had. We had a run of like what we wanted to kind of play. And, you know, as we started to research and find out the actual like quote for like one song, but like, you know, from 10 to like 30,000 just to clear it, you know, because of the samples. And I was like, man, ain't no way. So um, I asked Rev to be the main music composer and to make the the soundtrack, if you will, or the bed music or like, you know, the beats underneath the, the you know, sure. the interviews and shit. And, um, he knocked it out the fucking park. You know what I'm saying? And then one of those beats, he called me one day out of blue. He's like, man, yo, 
I, you know, I, I know I did this for you, you know what I'm saying, on the film and shit, but man, some of this shit's fire. Some of this shit, he's <laughs> like, CMC's shitting on this shit. Yeah. He's like, what you want to do? I was like, man, I'm down, man. If you're down to let me, you know, he's like, yo, let's do it. So we worked out the business. And then um, I was like, man, as far as who would actually be able to retell the story of Elements, like in a song, I was like, it's got to be Planet Asia. Mm, and right. just, yeah. you know, you know, Breeze will, will probably say um, on his love, you know what I'm saying, for, for elements and, and how he acts in the film, talking about it, like, you know, his lights, his, his his eyes light up and he's just so excited, you know what I'm saying, nice. talking about Yeah, he yeah he, he was a frequent, frequent head over there. He was already had a name, you know, we already, he was already doing his thing. Cali Agents was out. We, we had Cali Agents actually on our very first big concert. So, um, but you know, he would come through and, and not just with him, but, and I think it's, he's very appreciative and that's why he was willing to do this. Right. We, we did this with everybody. If you came through, we were going to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's why he really appreciated not only the culture of what was going on, but just that we took care of, him. you know, mm-hmm. like we respected what you're doing. We respect mm-hmm. you as an artist. And a lot of, a lot of promoters don't do that. Yeah, a lot of promoters just use these dudes up. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, and and that's why, like, it's now twenty twenty five years later. Bonds can call Asia and be like, "You want to? By all means, I want to do it." That's I don't probably. think people realize and, that about that yeah. side of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, I mean, there's a lot of leeches in this game. And we weren't the only promoters. We weren't the only promoters in the game at the time, but we were the ones getting the better deal. You know, <laughs> we were the ones getting the better performance. You know, we were the ones getting, and that's that 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 matters twenty years later. Absolutely, that matters sure. twenty years later. So, sure. so Bonds you know, and Breeze, what do you what are you guys doing outside the film these days? Anything you can you got any other projects in the uh you know in the pipe or what what else are you doing other than the than the, the movie? Recording, recording yeah, people mixing yeah. their music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mixing their music. Uh, photography has become a, a great outlet for me as well. Okay, but uh, mainly music and uh, and recording engineering. Okay, nice. DJing every now and then, you know. But he's he's the real DJ. Yeah. What about you, Bonds? Yeah. I still get down to club. I, I do. You oh, know, you really? Uh, okay. And and, and it was crazy. I, you know, I, I'm. I guess, you know, because of this, I'm known for, like, underground hip-hop. I, I play, you know what I'm saying? Like, my night's called Brown Sugar, and it's strictly R&B, and it's like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm that dude, you know what I'm saying? You're a smart man is what you are. You're a smart yeah. man. You know, so, uh, oh, he's, he's killing it. He's killing it. Yo, so, um, yeah, come out tonight, Brown Sugar. You know, every yeah, right. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, so, obviously, I still DJ DJ. But then, um, yeah. you know, I work in education. I've been in education since 96. I used okay. to work in juvenile teaching kids you know shit like that teach kids how to dj at probation schools so i've always i've always always been edu- and even to this day so i help run a nonprofit. uh you know really trying to advance equity for black and brown youth out here in california which was a state state agency and i help represent the superintendents in california so um you know it's you know it's just uh it's a grind you know what i'm saying you know nonprofits is uh you know it's, it's a lot of work, man. Yeah. Like real talk. So, I work for you know, a nonprofit myself, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, Salute yeah, to you sure. for that, though, because um, 
just those different environments you're in, providing that service and, and teaching and carrying on, that's to be commended, man. So thank you for that. Man, some of the footage, the very first show we did with the far oh, yeah. exhibit <laughs> and Asia, that's Rock, right. you know, some of that footage is actually shot by at-risk youth mm. um, who had cameras. So I had a, 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 back then I was working with a nonprofit and they had the kids who were like, when I used to teach them a juvenile hall and then all of a sudden they're on the outs and then they would go to this nonprofit and, um, you know, my man Shane Coleman, shout out to Shane, he gave him some cameras and so that footage is shot by juvenile delinquents. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, so when you see exhibit and, and the far right, whatever inside the, sh- the the film, that's that's you know kids out there. I remember that. Oh, man. Wow. You know I what I mean? I remember he, awesome. he telling me like, "We have a camera crew." I was like, "What do you mean we have a camera crew?" I was like, "We can't afford a camera crew." <laughs> nah. He's like, "No, we got a camera crew. I got it." T- I was like, "What do you mean we got?" They they fresh. Like, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You ask too many questions. Just just come on. Oh my god! Just, yeah, just how you can get it? You know? you yeah. All right, all right. And I was, hey, came out great, man. Shout out to those kids. Man. Nice, man. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's dope. I love that. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, now there's so there's so much, man, that that happened. You know, that didn't get into the film either. Mm-hmm. So definitely, also expect some future work. Okay. Uh, from okay. Us. Okay. Yeah this this won't be uh, the last time. This this like I said, we had a lot of fun with this experience so and there's still a lot of stuff in in the vault so okay yeah yeah, yeah future work coming all right yeah. beautiful fellas all right. thank you all man this has been a real pleasure hell yeah thank, thank you man yeah, right. yeah. thank you can't thank you enough yeah, everybody tuesday the 24th everybody. yeah tuesday yeah. the 24th apple tv google play where we're from rise of la underground make sure you peep it, stream it, get some popcorn. Hell yeah. Snuggle up with your lady, snuggle turn up with your uh, man, whatever. <laughs> you know, turn the lights down low, baby. We're going to watch some underground <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, all of that. No doubt. All right, y'all. All right. All right peace, y'all. Thank it. you. Great talking to y'all, man. Thank you. All right, man. man. You'll have a good week. All right. All right. Peace. All right. Peace. peace. All right, Meeks. There you go, my man. Yeah, man. Oh man, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, we get it in. I love, I love too. I love L.A. West Coast Underground. I mean, I'm just sitting over here wishing I had known. You know, when I was out there, when I was going out there around that time, uh, we was definitely out there. I wish I had known about it. Um, yeah, that would have been the time you were out been, there rocking, yeah, rolling around, right? Yeah, yeah, fucking with the labels out there and everything. Who knows, man? You could have fallen up in that joint, not knowing it. I, I, I very probably possibly could. I, very it's possible. Very possible, man. Seriously, uh, <laughs> wow, just man, just some of the names they talked about and everything. That's that crazy. Was, that I can't wait. To crazy, man. Shit. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be looking for that, and y'all should be looking for it too, man. No doubt. Yeah. All right, man. All right, y'all. So uh, let's see. Uh, let's see by the time you hear this the film's out now so make sure you go support it mm-hmm. and also you can go back to episode 301 and check out that uh, that uh, revolution and Planet Asia joint yeah. uh, that they talked about and uh, you know b- buy some shit from these folks man if they got some merch or something you know that's uh, you know that's associated with the film or uh, you know go go support these artists that are in the film no doubt uh, that's the least that's the least you can do yeah they got product out go get that shit if no you doubt. ain't got it already man do something with yourself got it all, all right, right. Uh, it's the guard Jossman Sony and Grade it's Doe it's Meeks yep Meeks and Doe Southern Vanguard Radio we out we out of here peace peace <laughs>